G'day punters, I'm Mark Duclos. Welcome along to this week's episode of Behind the Boxes. Of course, it is Melbourne Cup week and we had the race that stops the nation run and won on Tuesday afternoon. James McDonald and Very Elegant taking out Thoroughbred Racing's biggest prize. As always, we've got a big show. And as always, my old mate, Timmy the Battler Newbold joins me. Morning, Battler. Uh, tell me, how was Derby Day? Because you spruiked up some big wins during your career mm. and Melbourne Cup Day. How did you end up? What, what side of the ledger of the punt did you end up on? Yeah, g'day, Duke. Uh, line ball. Line ball both days, but I did get out a, a bit of trouble uh, uh, later in the day. So probably uh, probably good result in the end because I was on my knees early days. Uh, Derby Day. Uh, both days I found a double-figure winner. Uh, throughout the afternoon so that really uh, helped me get out of trouble but uh, yeah nothing big just very very uh, yeah very quiet just small punning bit of an interest quaddies and whatnot but uh, yeah it's been a good week it's a marathon week as far as punning is concerned with the Flemington Carnival but geez I love this time of year Oaks Day uh, earlier today and then we got yeah the final day of the Carnival on Saturday so we'll butter up yet again Duke and try and get a big quaddie or something to pay for Christmas. Yep, and as far as chasing action is concerned, New South Wales heavily represented in the Top Gun Sprint and Stays version this Saturday at the Meadows. We're going to preview that a little bit later in the program as well. But we're very, very pleased that our special guest is a man who is no stranger to Greyhound fans around Australia. Peter Lagosiani joins us now on Behind the Boxes. Good morning, Pete. How are you, buddy? Morning, guys. How are we going? I'm very well. Now, I want to go back to the beginning. You were formerly known as Pete the Painter, and I'll tell you what, I'm doing a renovation at the moment. You can slip <laughs> the overalls on and hop up to Grafton and give me a hand. Mate, it is the bane of everyone who does a reno, right? I don't know how you did it. But you went from Pete the Painter to professional greyhound trainer. Where did you get your first bars and where, where, where were you first hooked on greyhound racing, Pete? Oh, mate. Uh, yeah, thanks for introducing me as Pete the Painter. I haven't heard that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's a memory. I've still got the paintbrushes and the rollers in the, in the, in the garage. Up you come, buddy. Up you come. <laughs> and the overalls. Yeah. Just, just a reminder every week. Uh, yeah, look, Dad had... Dad had actually a few dogs with an uncle of mine when, when we were wee little kids. And, um, you know, story, stories told when I saw him, I, I was afraid of him. And uh, so, you know, and then at 14, I, I bought a greyhound with a couple of mates and my brother-in-law. And uh, it went from there, it snowballed from there, fell in love with them. And from there, you built up a big team. Uh, as I say, you eventually became uh, a professional trainer. You're based at Landilo with uh, your wife, Jodie, and that. And those early early days, Pete, how tough were they combining a full-time job with trying to yep. reach the top as far as your uh, your passion is concerned? Yeah, look, it, it, you know, you, you come home, you, you left at six in the morning, you were home at three in the arvo, you, you didn't even have time to get out of your overalls as many people saw me trolling with my overalls, you know, empty the dogs, load them up in the trailer and off I went trolling or racing and, uh, you know, I at the end, I just said, this is what I want to do. You know, uh, I had a passion for it. I had a love for the sport. Um, and I had, and more importantly, I had a love for the animal. So um, I just dropped the, the roller on the brush and said, this is what I really want to do. And, and you know, everybody called me crazy. Um, I remember mum saying, you're mad. Um, and, uh, well, I said, mum, I don't want to prove you wrong, but I'm going to. So, um, you know, fortunately I did. 
That is one thing you've done. You have proven mum wrong. You don't want to do it too often, though, Pete. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Now, back in 2014, now, oh, I think it's fair to say you shocked the Greyhound Racing world when you up stumps from Landilo, property there, and went over to Dubai to train for one of the princes. You set up a big operation, big racing operation over there. Tell us about that ride. It's it's quite a remarkable story. Yeah, big fella. I, I um, mate, I was, I was, yeah, we were surprised as much as anybody that we got the call up. There was a few trainers in mind, and they wanted a young, sort of ambitious trainer, and uh, I fitted their 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 bill, and uh, and I they flew us over there, and uh, yeah, look, um, Sam Sultana was going there and checking dogs for him, and uh, and you know, sort of after that, getting the call up. To do that, uh, mate, it was an amazing experience, you know, to work with the Prince of Dubai, you know, and and a few sultans over there and, and all that and, and Sheikh Mohammed himself, which obviously everybody knows, you know, runs the Godolphin uh, horse racing industry. And uh, this is his son we work for. So to meet Sheikh Mohammed and, and to meet whoever we met over there, there's, there's an array of people uh, that, you know, movie stars, soccer players, you name it. We saw them there and... Um, Mate, what an amazing lifestyle they've got over there, and um, and to live that for over two and a half years and 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 be a part of that, mate, it was mind blowing. And and the experience I got from it, you know, uh, working with the vets, working with world leading vets over there, um, world leading horse trainers, you know, when when they met me and said, "What are you doing here?" and I said, "I'm training greyhounds." They all just looked down at me and thought, "Greyhounds? What are these?" You know, we have Salukis, and uh, so yeah, it was a it was mate, it was an eye opener. It was a real eye opener. Hey, Pete, what was the most amazing thing that you saw in Dubai? Because we hear of all their riches and, and everything that, that, you know, the Arab Emirates um, nations have got. What was something that actually blew you away in Dubai whilst, whilst you were there? The white lines in the cars. The white mate, lines in cars? Got them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that mate, the, his pets. Look, we looked after, at the end, we started looking after his personal farm and, uh, and yeah, we we trained some. We actually hand hand trained some um, white lion cubs, Jody and I. And um, that was the most amazing thing we we've done. You know, to have you know cheetahs, lions, you name it. Um, you know, just around our feet, running around our feet. And here we are, hand feeding them chicken and meat, um, and and training them to be social animals, um, which he did. And look, I'll tell you, the love they have over there for animals, second to none. You know, he loves all animals. The Prince of Dubai just loves all animals. He's got an affinity with animals. I can recall one day driving through the desert with him and we stopped, obviously not in the car with him, we are following him and he stopped, went down his window and he whistled. And here comes a camel from about two kilometres away and, and just knew, knew the whistle, came out, put his head in there, he rubbed the head, off went the camel and off we went. It was just, it was an amazing experience to see that. Yeah, and that, I guess, is what life is all about, mate, experiences and that. And, and you are one of the only people in Australia probably the only person to say that you've been to Dubai, you've trained for a prince and a sheikh and, and you've got those experiences for life. But home was calling um, and you made your way back to Australia. Pete, I want to talk Million Dollar Chase now. Uh, the first, the, the inaugural running of the Million Dollar Chase at Wentworth Park in 2018. Uh, Mystic Ride, formerly prepared by your good mate Anthony as a party, was sent up to you uh, in Sydney with a specific target in mind and that was that million-dollar chase. I've got to tell you, my most vivid memories of the night, apart from her spearing out and winning the race from box seven, was halfway through the race or down the back, you said, who's in front? 
And I said, you, you are, and you're like, really? Because you couldn't see that far, right? Yeah. Secondly, after the race, you've jumped up into my arms, right? <laughs> and thirdly, dancing down the home straight, throwing your lead up in the air. It was, again, it was something... I've been on track for so many big races and so many big wins. That was unbelievable, mate. Tell me your experiences that you remember from that night. Mate, uh, yeah, look, I, yeah, look, you just explained it all, mate. It, it was, <laughs> you know, uh, you know that, that memory just comes flushing back now. And, 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 mate, it was an amazing, an amazing feeling, you know, to prepare a dog for such a, a prestigious race and, and the first one in the world. To come home in, in, in the order we did because of dad being ill, you know, to return home and, and leaving a major contract, you know, over overseas um, and, and sort of leaving all that money behind and saying, no, nah, I'm coming home for dad and, and dad being ill. And, and Jody followed me and said, yeah, you do what you think is right. And we did that. And um, uh, look, you know, I, I look, there were so many good dogs in that race. You know, the top trainers were in the race, especially Jason Thompson. You know, I think he had three in the race and, uh, and, you know, poke the bear was in the race. People think, you know, people didn't think we had a chance, you know, but you know, that little girl, she, she, she shone bright that night and she really did. And, um, you know, she had, obviously she had antics in Melbourne and, and, you know, sent down and, you know, we we're up there with beast and then brought her down and had a go with her and mate, it took me eight months to get her right. So it wasn't, it wasn't just a, a, a thing that we said, yep, yeah, let's do it. You know, it, she had, she had her dramas and, and to do what she did on, on, you know, for that, for that period of time, Mate, it blew my mind, you know, and it and, and showed me the faith I've got in, in the animal and um in what greyhounds can do for you, you know, once they, you know, they react with you and, and, and bond with you. So um and she more bonded with Jody than anybody, you know, little little right. And so um mate, look, I, I as you said, I couldn't see down the back straight. I didn't know who's in front, you know, and then like you said, when it's me, I, my heart started pounding and then and then I looked up to the screen and I saw the seven in front, then I looked across the track, the seven was in front and and then I saw the eight chasing us and, and, you know, and Crouchy started riding, you know, and he's a good mate of mine and he started riding. So I looked at him and said, mate, I'm pulling the whip here, you know, and out comes Shane Dye, you know, and started whipping and, oh, mate, we got home and the rest was, yeah, look, the rest, I think, adrenaline and, and emotion just took over. Duke and, uh, and mate, it was the most emotional night of my life, you know, to, to like I said, for, for what we, what we went through in the last couple of years prior to that and, and nursing dad back to health and um yeah look mate it was just an unbelievable feeling and and to, to experience that a second time was even you know even more <laughs> explosive to us you know and again wasn't 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 we didn't that wasn't on the dialect was it you know to have that to happen again so and yeah. i just want to ask you um we talk about heart rates and that and they monitor sportsmen um cast your mind back to that night you, you are racing for a million dollars and as they've come past us at the 520 metre boxes, there's, you know, 80 or 90 or 100 metres left to go. Do you remember the heart rate? Do you remember what you were feeling? Like, was, yeah. was there that massive sense of anxiety about what was going to happen in the next five seconds? Yeah, mate. It was complete euphoria. Complete euphoria. It just, your heart, your heart just jumps out of your chest. You just, you know, I, I was chasing, I was running down the straight chasing my heart because that was already down there, you know, uh, you know, mm -hmm. trying to find Jody, you know. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's unexplainable. Uh, yeah, we've all had children, obviously, you know, and, and when we see the birth of our child, it, it's, it's that euphoric moment again and, and it felt similar to that. And, and Pete, you've just mentioned, 
it's quite remarkable. Two years later, two years later, uh, Shaq Latimer, uh, one of your clients, purchased Handsome Prince uh, from Tassie. He came up, he won a prelude, he won a semi-final, and lo and behold, he came out running from box seven, charged over, he cut across at the first turn against one of the best fields we've ever seen. And there's your second million dollar chase winner. Did you did you think that was possible? Oh, Tim, let me tell you, when when we did the box draw and Shaq drew, I think box two and box seven were, were, were available and Shaq drew the seven, mate, he was no friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no friend of mine that night. And, and he, 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 I can remember he, he threw me the, 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 the little statue and he said, there you go. He says, you've done, it, you've done it last time out of box seven. You'll do it again. I said, you're a bloody kidding, you idiot. So um, I said, we needed box two. We needed box two. So, um, and he was, mate, he was supremely confident the whole week. He just kept bringing me and saying, mate, we got this. We got this. And, um, mate, to do it again, who, who would have thought with a, you know, and look, we bought Handsome Prince purely on his name. You know, as we know, he was sourced from Tasmania. Um, I can recall when they said to me, do you like his form? I said, no, mate, I like his name. We've got to race this dog. We, we, we want this dog. And, and, and that's the truth. That's how it all happened. And uh, we purchased him. You know, we, we purchased his brother also over wine, um, which Shaq likes to do, or two or three. Yeah, that's for you know? sure. Um, so, yeah, and, um, and, mate, the rest is history. You know, he, he, again, he shined on the night. And, you know, we, we, we love to prepare him, you know, for the races. You know, we love to get him right. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer of that, guys. You know, I, I like to prepare him. And then, you know, you, you get him in the in the, in the the mode and, and, in, and in the mood for that race. You know, you get yourself. I had my headphones on the whole week. Took no no part in anybody else's problems, anybody else's, you know, dramas. And um, just listened to my music as I did my dogs and, and sung to them all week, as I do when leading up to a big race. That's me. Um, and, um, and the dogs feel your, your, you know, I think your, your silence, you know, and your, and, and, and your calmness and, um, and that I believe goes through them and, uh, yeah, so it worked for us. Hey Pete, what was the feeling like the second time around? Oh, again, look, we had a bit of an emotional rollercoaster that, that week, um, we had, a, you know, grandma Jill passed and, uh, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, the race came second that week and, and it's sad to say, you know, even though the build-up and all that, just losing uh, a family member was, was pretty hard, you know, um, the grieving the family did and, and, you know, we're so close to them, you know, it was like a, like a second mum to Jodes and so, yeah, so, um, but, you know, she, she said to us, you know, whenever, you know, on a deathbed, she said, whenever you said double rainbow, it's me and lo and behold, driving to the track, we saw a double rainbow, you know, as quirky as it sounds, we saw one driving to the track, you know, we had a storm. It was very, very similar to, to Mystic Riots driving to the track. We had a storm. The race was nearly called off that night. If I can remember, it was put back an hour, you know, and um, you think, oh, Jesus, is the race going to go ahead, you know, or the adversity and, um, and again, so driving to the track in, in, in stormy conditions and, and seeing a double rainbow on the way there and Jody calling me and telling me, did you see that? I said, you know, and I said, I saw it and, you know, we we both had a tear running down our eye, and um, and you know, that's why I knew I said something special is going to happen tonight, and, and it did. Yeah, it was remarkable. Two million dollar chases, both greyhounds starting out of box seven. Hey, Pete, another top class chaser you had, which we never ever saw the best of, was Beast Unleashed. He's now with uh, Tony Wiseman at Size on Ice. He won the Launching Pad Series at Sandown Park. He won the Gosford Gold Cup. 
in 2019. And sadly, that win in the Cup was his last ever race start. He succumbed to injury. Tell me, when you compare dogs that you've you've had to prepare big races and win big races, where does Beast Unleashed sit? Oh, mate, top of the tree for me. You know, he was probably the most ferocious and hardest chase I've ever I've ever trained. You know, he, he was the keenest dog I've ever had. You know, to to and to look at him in the kennel, he's the quietest little button you've ever you've ever met. So, um, yeah, look that that dog through adversity, he he, he he raced with an injury I think through his whole career just about. Um, you know, when we went to Melbourne, he sustained a little injury and it got worse and worse and worse. And uh, so, um, mate, yeah, he's top of the tree for me. He's he's one of the best chasers and the fastest dogs I've ever trained. Easy. And he's doing really well at start at the moment, mate. He's starting to get a number of bitches. Yeah, yeah. Look, not surprising. I, you know, look, I, I've, you know, I, you know, I, I've said this dog he'll throw, and that's why, you know, I, you know, I said to Dawn, the 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 other owner, I said, look, we'll put him to start. I think he, he's he's really going to throw. He's got the temperament. He's got all the attributes to be a stud dog, you know. Um, and he's throwing some nice nice style of dogs too, you know. And most of them are five hundred meter plus dogs, so. Um, I'm sorry, 450 meter plus dogs. So, you know, I've got one here. I think that'll run 600 too. So a little bitch. So, um, you know, and they're chasing and he's throwing that onto them. So, um, you know, and only a handful of litters have started racing at the moment. And, and just the feedback we're getting is enormous. So uh, when you get blokes like Jeff Collins ringing you and saying, mate, this dog got under my radar, you know, um, how many straws have you got available? Um, feather in our cap, really. Um, and, and for the dog, you know, when you get, you know, breeders like that, you know, you know, ringing you on the phone and saying that. So, uh, look, I think a lot of people are starting to take notice of the little pup. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, look, one hot day doesn't make a summer, Duke. You know that. Yeah. Um, look, as long as he keeps throwing the winners. And uh, he's only had, look, and to be honest with you, no offence to, to, to the bitches. He, he hasn't had any real root bitches. Go to him in the first, you know, 10 or 15 litres. He only had the, you know, your fifth grades and your, and your, your below grade, you know, city class bitches. So um, he's starting to get the, the good bitches now. So, um, look. The future is looking bright for him, we hope. Yeah, Pete, just quickly, before we get into some training tips, um, Paycor, where is she at the moment? Is she uh, targeting uh, the GBOTA Phoenix Series or where, where is she at the moment? Yeah, mate, yeah, look, um, that's, that's, the, that's the plan, yes. Um, she came home, obviously, from Queensland. We turned her out, give her a bit of a break. She had a, she had a sort of a, a, you know, a long haul there and um, she came back and, Obviously, we saw a little bit of what she can do again. And, um, you know, just, again, you know, she's just got a, a touchy wrist um, that we have to maintain. Uh, we put her around Wentworth Park on Tuesday night and um, obviously the track conditions were a little bit wet and that didn't suit her again. So, um, look, we're looking forward to going on Tuesday with her to Gosford. Um, if, you know, we'll go over it today and uh, make sure, you know, everything's all right. If not, we'll, we'll follow up on the Saturday if, uh, if Gosford's no good. And, of course, she won the uh, Group 3 Ladies Bracelet. That's Paycall. Hey, Pete, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to take a really short break. And then on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and get some of your training tips on what it is that Team Lagosiani does to get their dogs to do their best. Uh, again, stay tuned here on Behind the Boxes. Coming up, Pete Lagosiani's training tips. Welcome back to this week's episode of Behind the Boxes. Our special guest is dual million-dollar chase trainer, Peter Lagosiani. Pete, 
we had a great response when we had Jason McKay on talking about training winners and, and giving his training tips. I want to pick your brain. I want to start with the basics. Um, what is your typical racing diet for a greyhound that's in full work? I oh, may look uh, premium beef, premium kibble. Um, I'm a big pasta and rice man. Um, you know, I, 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 I feed, you know, little vitamins. Um, I'm big on iron. I'm, I'm a big iron supplement feeder. Um, and basically that's it, mate. You know, keep it simple. Uh, and, uh, and they love their fish. They love their sardines. They love their, um, their tunas and their salmons. Tell, tell us about the pasta and rice, mate. Not a lot of people do feed it. How often do you feed it? How much do you feed? Yeah, look, we, we feed it daily. We, we give pasta and rice daily, pasta one day, rice the next. Um, we just break it up a bit. Um, you know, they get a handful of it each in their dinner. Um, you know, being of Greek background, you know, we, we had a bit of that, you know, they're Italian neighbours. So, uh, a bit of basil, a bit of rosemary. Yeah, it worked for us. You know, look, I try to keep it as natural as possible. I really do. Um, you know, as long as your meat's, you know, top grade and, 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 your, kibble, and your kibble's premium, um, you know, your oils, you know, I, I had my, my omega-3s, my omega-6s, and they get that out of the sardines also, along with the salmon and tuna, as I said. Um, you know, we, we, we slip them a methanine, you know, one methanine in their dinner every night. Um, you know, we, we currently do our bloods. As you mentioned, the man, you know, Jason McKay, mate, he was, you know, as you guys know, he, he taught me a lot, you know, growing up, going through my, my younger years. And, and I looked up at him and, um, and, you know, and to be, to stand alongside him now and, and call myself a trainer by his side. And, and you know, um, it's a big thing for me, you know, especially, you know, you idolise people like that growing up and then, you know, to race against them and every now and then beat them, um, you know, that, that's a that's a great that's a great thing for us. So, um, as young blokes growing up, so yeah, look, he taught me a lot in in that department. You know, um, as, as as well as you know, there's, there's many there's a union of people like I can mention. You know, that, that did that. So, um, yeah, and uh, mate, the feed the feed is is the most important thing. I think you can give a greyhound. You know, you got to keep it regular. You got to keep it um, sustainable for them, and um, you know. If you feed them more, you work them hard, you know, necks and backs, I believe that, you know, you've got to align their necks and their backs. Um, you know, I'm big on checking my dogs. I check my own dogs and um, check their feet regularly because that's what they run on. And, and Pete, what about uh, your routine for, for a dog in, in full, uh, full work as far as, you know, if you're racing at Wentworth Park week to week? Uh, after the after the run on the Saturday night, what would the routine look like for the next say seven day period when you when you're aiming up again a week later? Well, within forty eight hours, we like we like we do the urine strips. Tim, when we get home, we just see where where they urine. If there's any blood in the urine, which is very important, um, we we seek the condition of the of the kidneys. Um, and if you see blood in the you know, then we'll, we'll obviously go and do a blood test again on the dogs. You know, within within three or four days after the run um, and just see what, what, what problems there are. But look, generally you give them a nice bath. You know, some dogs like the bath, some dogs don't. Um, they, they relax for 48 hours um, and then we give them a slip uh, two to three days prior to up to just up the straight. Mate, we give them a call up. Some dogs, you know, like to chase a drag. Some dogs just like to call up. They, they're all individuals. They let you know, you know, the dogs talk to you, mate. You just got to listen to them. Um, that's one thing a lot of trainers, I think, don't do today. You know, it's just, just about putting them in the boxes and letting them go around. I, I notice a lot of people just put them in a box, watch, you know, and don't even watch them go around and, and collect the ticket and see what they've trialled. 
You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, and, and Jace actually taught me this, watch your dog, learn from your dog. Um, and, and that'll make you a trainer. So um, we're big on that. So, yeah. Pete, you, you mentioned you check your own dogs like all top trainers do. Um, what's your preferred method? Do you use a laser, an ultrasonic, or are you still old school and, and hand massage with a lot of the injuries? Yeah, mate, all of it. All of it. You know, we do lasers, a magnetic field. You know, while I was down at Anthony's, you know, uh, you know, going down there and, 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 you know, Anthony had a new, a new, you know, vibrating machine, which... Which I thought, wow, you know, what's that amp? You know, I thought, geez, I thought they only use that in the massage parlors, but you know, he is, you know, <laughs> well, you know in a massage parlor. <laughs> well, not all, you know. You, oh, you've you, read the stories, right? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, you know, just growing up reading Penthouse Forum, you know, and uh, <laughs> you know, going stop down there, Anthony, stop there, you're getting the too much <laughs> You know, seeing Anthony with the vibrating machine, I thought, Jesus, you Maltese, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, and, and you picked up and I picked up something new from there too, you know, and I brought that home and, and, and for injuries and it, and it, and it creates a good blood flow for the dogs. And, and we use that too, you know, for, for big injuries and, uh, you know, all, all of the above, mate, you, you got to use science today, obviously, you know, um, you know, science as in, as in lasers, magnetic field, things like that, you know, um, injectables now is, is I think of the thing of the past, yeah. you know, you, 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 the supplements that you give orally today are enough. And, you know, if a dog can run, mate, a dog can run, you know. Um, and like I said, you, you, you keep his, his, his fitness up, his body um, tuned. They're, they're race cars, you know. They, they need to tune right. up every now and then. You talk about the injectables, Pete. Uh, you know, a lot of the old trainers and that will tell you that the answer to a dog's problem was not at the end of a needle. Um, it was about finding out what was up with the dog. And yep. as I say, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, we used to needle dogs all the time, but now it's, it really is, as you say, it's a thing of the past mostly. It is, mate. No, it is. You know, uh, if you get their bloods right you, you and, and you feed them, like I said, you, you, you feed them right, you get their bloods right, you get the urine right, their kidneys are working good, their livers are good. If they can run, they'll run for you. You know, you keep them happy, you know. What, what's the old saying? Give them a warm bed in the winter and a, and a, and a cool bed in the summer and, um, and, and they'll do the rest. It's fairly simple, mate. It's uh, um, we like to keep it simple. You know, it's common sense more than anything. Common sense will apply, and 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 listen to your dog, listen to your animal. You know, I know they don't talk to you, but they show you signs, and, and that's that's them talking to you. You know, you just got to watch them. And uh, I remember seeing you know young trainers coming through and saying, you know, I spent a lot of time with my dogs outside and just watching them in the paddock and watching them in the yards, and you know, and you pick up on them things. And and we did that. And and, and again in Dubai, uh, I, I saw the trainers there, and and. They just sat there for hours watching their dogs, uh, sorry, their their horses out, out in the, you know, and watching them canter. And 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 as you see trainers today, you know, doing, you know, watching them closely on their last furlong, and you know, and dig, give them a dig in the ribs, and, and they see how the horses react. I said, well, charge the line, attack the line, they're ready. And same with greyhounds, mate. You just got to do that. And Pete, post race, how how do you rehydrate the dogs? What what, what what's your what's your method? Mate, we just like to give them a, a wet dinner when they come home. Um, you know, not too much on the, on the hard food as, as kibble. You know, we like to actually introduce a little bit of bread and, and continue with the pasta, you know, just a handful of kibble. Um, plenty of sardines, plenty of the oil back in them, you know, or, the, or, or sardine or uh, tuna. Um, a couple of methanines and a hiprex, you know. Um, if they've put a real hard run in, you know, we, we like to give them an anti-inflammatory also orally um, on, their, on their dinner. Um, which all goes down on the 
on our on our little slips uh, that we do today. And um, yeah, medication and, sheets, and yeah, on the medication sheets, yeah, correct. And uh, and mate, look, most of them pull up good. Mate, when they're fit, mate, when they're fit and they're sound, they pull up. Generally, you see a dog the next morning bounce back, and um, and you see them on their toes. You know, you've you've done your job right, and, and they're feeling well. But when you say hard run, what do you you know, what do you sort of make, what's a hard running in your eyes? Well, I believe track conditions have got a lot to do with it, Tim. Uh, we don't we don't play on that much in greyhound racing where, in, in, you know, in, in the gallops they do. Um, you know, on a heavy track and if a dog comes from, you know, three or four wide, you know, when generally he's a rally, he comes out and, you know, and then wins a race or busts a gut to run third. You know, you, you, you notice your dog when he's got, when he puts in a gut buster. You know, they come home, they're a little bit down and they get up in the morning, they're a little bit, you know they're not they're not on their toes and uh, and you know like I said they, they, they tell you you know you, you watch their run and you think oh Jesus mate you you you, you know you got two burn at the first turn you got yourself up you you, you charge the line you know you, you and you know and they're puffing in the pen when you get there you know they've had a go so um, to me that's a gut buster you know all the you know the twenty nine seven dogs that come out and run twenty nine five and and they're really blowing after you well you know you put in an extra bit this week and um, you know so. They, they tell you, you know, and then the next morning, like I said, the next morning is everything. You know, when you when you get up in the morning, you know, and you're out there and they're not up, they're still on their bed and they get up. Oh, geez, Dad, I've had a bit of a hard run last night. And, you know, they tell you. So you just watch out for them. They, they let you know everything, mate. Just like a wife does. She lets you know everything. The dogs do the same. Hey, Pete, I was going to say, um, you, you've been there from the beginning. You, you, you've reached the absolute pinnacle of, of our industry and and you just hit the nail on the head there with common sense, but um, it also helps, mate, to have a great partner who has got your back through the tough times as well as the good times. And I know how much Jody uh, has supported you uh, and the family, um, and how much assistance she gives you. And mate, here's your chance to to make good after mentioning the massage parlor, <laughs> mate. Tell me. Tell, tell me about Jade's and, and tell. Uh, we saw that emotion. When Mystic Riot won, and I've got to admit, I, I'm like I am a softie, mate. I had tears in my eyes when you when you raced down the track and you embraced Jody. Um, you know, you can't do what you do without her, mate. No, mate. She's from the day I met Jody. You know, I knew she was a girl for me, and uh, you know, um, she's my rock. She's the air that I breathe. She's she's my right hand man, my left hand girl. She's she's my everything. You know. Um, She's given me two beautiful boys, um, which, mate, you know, as a father, you know, you just wake up every morning, you see them in bed while you wake up early and you see them still snoring off in bed and, and you know, you might not look up at the heavens every morning and say thank you. I, I thank the Lord every morning um, that I've got her, I've got the two boys. Um, she's, she's our rock. She, I go to her. She's my go-to man now. She, she's it. Um, you know, I, I used to ring, you know, every other trainer back in the day and, and she, she, she brings me back down to earth. Um, she talks common sense to me. Um, obviously, you know, as people know, Jody's been a vet nurse, well, was a vet nurse, you know, for many, many years. And uh, so she knows her stuff too. So uh, she knows her animals. She knows her medication. She knows everything. Um, like I said, it, behind a good man is a great woman. And, um, and whoever, whoever says no to that, well, they've got rocks in their head. You know, you can't do it without them. And, and especially this job, especially racing. You know, these dogs are athletes. These dogs, you know, this is a seven-day 24 hour, you know, hour a day venture, mate. It's not, it's not, you know, yeah, we'll give it five days, we'll give them the weekend off, and we'll see you on Monday. It's not that. It's not that at all. You know, you don't put them in the stable and you, 
you know, you're out there every three hours, you, you, you're pissing them, you're walking them, you're doing things with them. Um, and, uh, you know, checking dogs, she holds them and she sees the reactions and, and, you know, and she knows, she now, now she knows how, how we treat them. And, um, and she, it, when I'm not there, she'll just go in and do, do the little bits and, uh, and it works. It bloody works, you know? So you need that. You need that. Otherwise you're not successful. Hey, you've P. redeemed yourself, buddy. Yeah, you've redeemed yourself, buddy. Yeah, oh, oh, big time. If you're in any danger in any any bad books, you're well and truly out there. What a, what that is one hey. of the best recoveries I've seen in a long Can you send me a copy time. of this so I can send it to Jones, please? <laughs> hey Pedro, thank you so much, mate. As say two of the I've been fortunate. And and I actually I should bring that up, I think, too, Batler, because both occasions that Peter's won the million dollar chase. I've been hosting trackside. Uh, I would think just as a small part of remuneration or, or good luck measures. Oh, not another one. You can just <laughs> pop up here and just do the back rooms for me because I'm sick and tired of painting, brother. Oh, mate, thank God. I thought you were asking for cash. No cash. No, here, <laughs> no that, well, mate, after two years, it hasn't arrived. I don't think it is now. <laughs> oh, mate, you, if, let me tell you, I'm saying it either. If you want to go down that line, Duke, if he doesn't win another one, I'm going to put my hand up. I called two of them. So, hey. <laughs> Actually, you have. Yeah, well, you two are part of it, so I need you there next year. <laughs> well, next year, mate, you're going to get two cracks of that, Pete. So, again, it's going to be – it'll be a memorable 2022. It's been a memorable 2021 for, unfortunately, a lot of the reasons. Hey, mate, as I said, we really appreciate your time. Best of luck for the future, buddy. And uh, may that good fortune continue. Uh, thanks, guys. Look, it's been a pleasure. Um, I just want to say, you know, what Greyhound Racing has done for us and, and, and where it's headed today. You know, we've got, we've got some good people at the helm. We're going in the right direction. Um, Andy Lord said on your, on your previous podcast, I think if you're not making money today in Greyhound Racing, well, you're not going to make money anywhere. And um, the prize money levels today are just brilliant. And um, let's just hope the industry keeps going the way it's going and moving forward. And, uh, and, and we, we, we stick with it. And, um, Mate, we love the lifestyle. We love the animals and um, we love doing what we're doing. So we're, we're the fortunate ones, mate. Nobody else. So, yeah, thank you. All right, Battler, time to talk racing action. Time to talk Group 1 racing action specifically. We're going to head to the Meadows on Saturday night. Boy, oh, boy. New South Wales got a great chance of taking out both the sprinters and the stayers versions of the Top Gun. Uh, as far as the sprint version is concerned, Zipping Kyrgios draws box three. He's at $7.50. Wow draws box five at $9.50. Huge odds for him. Banded Ned, $4.20. Jungle Juice uh, at $15. Now, Wow trial $29.95 there on Monday. Banded Ned trial $29.71. The favourite is Aston Rupee at $2.50, the Sandown Park track record holder. Man, I, I think we're in with a massive chance with all four of these odds, and I think they're huge odds. I think they've got a. I agree, Duke. A great chance. Uh, Jungle Juice. He he's he's very awkwardly drawn out there uh, in the pink. He's got to get around. You know, Bandit Ned, who's going to run a straight line. Wow, will uh, hold his line up the middle of the track. So I think out of our four chances, Jungle Juice. He's going to need a heck of a lot, lot of luck to get across from that wide alley. But if he happens to, we know he's capable of putting the time on the board to take out the race. Uh, I agree with you regarding Wow. I think he's a tremendous price. Nine, ten dollars I saw around the traps at one stage. Um, 
we know what he's, his racing traits. He, he handles middle draws. He's better drawn wide around on the track, middle to wide. Um, he's a bit touchy at box rise, but then he just lets go. He's got a he's got a great record at the Meadows. He's run 29.78. He ran that 29.90 odd in that trial on Monday night. He'll be better for that trial, Jack. He hasn't had a run over the 500 metres for quite some time. Travel down. So I've got no doubt he'll take a stack of benefit out of that trial. Uh, Bandit Ned, he went like a rocket, 29.74 in his trial. He's got his alley. He's perfectly drawn wide out where he does want to beat. He's just got a bit of pace underneath him in Tigalong Tom. Tong, wow, again, will hold his line. And Jungle Juice, if he happened to begin, he does want to get to the inside. So Bandit Ned's got to be able to handle those greyhounds around him. It's not an ideal draw, um, in this race, but you know, normally it's he's perfectly drawn out there, but it's just a little bit of a tricky draw. But hey, he's overcome tricky draws in the past in the Vic, Vic Peters, so uh, he's got an undeniable chance. He's he's the real X, X factor rising through the ranks. Zipping Kira, so he's another. I could have something on it. He's priced Duke. He's seven fifty. Um, he tried twenty nine eighty four uh, there uh, last week, and so and he's not too badly drawn in the three alley. So uh, I think we've got an undeniable chance to sort of take out the sprint this year, Duke. Yeah, look, I can see Zipping Kyrgios getting a similar sort of run that he got in the Black Top series mm-hmm. behind More Source and Zulu Warlord hopping onto the fence. He's going to be better for the trial. We talk about, wow, box four, he's had nine starts, five wins. Box five, three starts, two wins. Box six, seven starts, five wins. You talk about his box manners. If we go off his heat and final win in Goulburn, step beautifully. Yep. Uh, this is his first 500 for a little while, but won the Group 1 Tem Lee at the Meadows. He knows what it takes or he's got the ability to win these big Group 1 races. He, If he steps and gets that little bit of clean air, boy, oh boy, we, we know what he can run at winning. We know he can run fast times at the Meadows as well. Um, and as I say, Bandit Ned, he's just on that upward trajectory that we all talk about. And Jungle Juice, he's win uh, at the Meadows two weeks back. Absolutely terrific. So... Look, if we've got a big chance to win that. We've got a big chance to win the stays as well. Miss Esme draws box one. She's at $5. Zipping Nazeko now gets a start. It's in box three. It's at $17. Stanley Road at $4.60. Uh, Super Estrella at $18. The favourite there is Zach Sanity. Now, uh, Zipping Nazeko and Stanley Road trot over the 600 metres at the Meadows on Monday evening. Stanley Road went 34.2. Zipping Nazeko went 34.4. How do you read this race? Yeah, I think Miss Esme is probably the key, Duke. you just got to work out what you're going to do with her from her last start. Now, she was no doubt disappointing, really, really disappointing, but you could make a few little excuses. She'd had a pretty hard Sydney Cup campaign and it was a brilliant win in that 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 feature in Wentworth Park, then went down to the Meadows, but she was really disappointing on face value there, but she's too good of a, a dog not to bounce back. So I think you've got to forgive her for that one below par run. Stanley Road, look, you know what you're going to get with him. Uh, he'll begin poorly. He'll be out the back. He'll be giving the leaders 10 with a lap to go. If he does get the rails runs, he could easily steam over the top. And we know he's got an, he's another New South Wales greyhead who's got a good record at the track. Super Estrella does interest me at the price. She's around the 20 to 1 mark. Gee, she beat Stanley Road at their latest uh, outing uh, back in Sydney. Uh, she'll roll forward. She's nicely drawn wider out um she's got a great chance as well at, at the big big price zach's entity uh the race favorite duke like he was he was outstanding uh when he when he when he put them away at his latest run and uh defeating uh miss esme in that run uh so 
Look, uh, yeah, I, I'm finding it hard to read the race. I'm probably going to land on Stanley Road. I think around the $4, $4.50 mark, he's probably a bet, but I'd have to have something on Super Strilla at, at the 20 to 1. She She's too good a bitch to, to let go around at that type of a price, Duke. And, yeah, we, we I think Miss Esme, I think she, she'll improve out of sight after that latest run, and she's got she's sitting up beautifully in the cherry. Yeah, and look, it, it was a three-dog race. So it's, it's hard to read her. Look, obviously, she was extremely disappointing coming off a 41-70 win at Wentworth Park in the Group 2 Sydney Cup. Zach Sanity um, won that race. It was only a three-dog field, and obviously everything changes. We saw how Jack, and we know how Jack can improve dogs from runs to runs. Um, she hadn't been to the Meadows in that sense um, over the 7.25. She ran 42.29 at Winnie and then came out and ran 41.70 in the final. Mm. So um, it, you've got to forgive them one bad run. You know, it's simple as that. And mm. you know, that old saying that um, form is temporary and class is permanent. So um, she sits up in the red, but you're right, Timmy, at around that $18, $20 mark, Super Estrella. Stanley Road won the Group 1 Fanabelle Superstayers. So how do you knock them? I think we can take both of them out, but mm. I am a parochial New South Wales. <laughs> hey, uh, last Thursday afternoon at Casino, we had the Pop Northfield Maiden run and won. It's always a game. It's another good race where uh, good young dogs win that. It was taken out. Uh, by command's respect for Glenda and Johnny Dart running 23-44, uh, won its heat and uh, final from the outside draws by Aston DB out of She's My Chicky. And again, beautiful dam line. Uh, She's My Chicky is the dam of Ice Cream Story, One Dimension, a very fast dog. Lockmaster, uh, trained by Pete Lagosiani and Teddy the Bear. Um, so again, Johnny and Glenda Dart, uh, they're having a great run at the moment. And whilst we're talking about Casino Battler, it would be remiss of us not to say farewell to uh, the club secretary manager there, Ronnie Hurd, who finished up last week. Yeah, he did, Ronnie, after a, a long stint at the uh, club. Uh, so uh, well done to Ronnie. Uh, he's been a, a great servant of the Greyhound uh, industry for many, many years. Uh, Casino, it's 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 run uh, a, a well-run club. Uh, we all like tuning into the casino, trying to find a winner there. Uh, Donna Pezzett has taken up the role of the manager of the club now. So good luck to Donna in the uh, in the new role. And but yeah, congratulations to Ronnie for for such a a great job and uh, such a long time in the industry, Duke. Still in the Northern Rivers last Sunday afternoon, Battler, we had three heats of the. Albert Gleeson, Jacaranda Maiden Series. Uh, the fastest heat winner uh, was conducted for Janelle Falls, going 25.74. Burnt Brother, 25.75 for Neville Creighton. Gypsy Dell, 26.01 for Johnny Dart. Ultra impressive Gypsy Dell. Um, worked and sort of missed the start and then had to go wide. Took a split in the home straight. Very, very impressive. Box draw not out yet. Uh, we're recording this Thursday morning. It'll come out later this afternoon. But it is in memory of my great mate, Albert Gleeson. Uh, $8,000 to the winner this Sunday. We've got a monkey to throw on the bar. So any of Albert's mates, I'm sure all the boys from Grafton will be there <laughs> Sunday afternoon. So it's just a great way to pay uh, pay homage and, and you know remember a guy who was an absolute Grafton legend. 
Yeah, whenever there's money on the bar, people, they come out of the woodwork <laughs> for drinks. So I'm sure a, a healthy crowd will get there on Sunday. Yeah, some talented young pups coming through the series, conducted, uh, began well, but then showed a good turn of speed mid-race, handled the wide alley beautifully, uh, does look hard. I think the box draw is going to uh, you know, play a big part in this race, as generally does. But uh, look, I think he, he's got... Uh, he's got plenty of improvement in him. 909 early, then 1994 home. Ran very, very similar sections to Burnt Brother, who won uh, one of the other heats. So it'll be interesting where both of those greyhounds draw, considering they went almost identical early sections and, and run home times. Uh, the winner conducted uh, by Twisted Love, who was a daughter of Double Twist. So another greyhound who's, who's well-bred. So, yeah, I'm sure uh, some of the, the, the this series will throw up a, some nice young pups going forward, Duke. And uh, a couple of plungers went astray, but let me tell you, poor old Mickey Patterson, he had a greyhound by the name of Respectability in, which had been trialling terrific and uh, had box four, missed the start, struck trouble and... Uh, Mickey's still licking his wounds after that, but he will bounce back. A good man with a dog. All right. Did you, did you follow him in? Did you follow him in? Yeah, I let them get on early. I told him I don't knock their price off after getting told. $3, $3 in to kick your hat, thank you. I don't think there was a, a text message or phone call at any stage on Sunday afternoon. Just quietly. Well, they call me the vault, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. left out, left yeah. out. Yeah. Hey, Badler. What's hot, what's not, brought to you by our great sponsor, Ivory Co. Don't forget for the best food for your racing animal or your companion animal, check out the range from Ivory Co. What's hot for you this week, buddy? I'm heading to the Riverina, Duke, somewhere different for me. Greg Mills, he had a winning treble at Wagga on Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Um, going really well at the moment. Greg having his best year to date, actually, as far as winners are concerned, uh, upwards of 40 winners for the year. And uh, uh, the three winners were Blue Jay is me, um, Firebird is me, and Phoenix is me. Uh, the winning treble, all from the same litter. Uh, Fabregas out of Raven is me. So that's quite a feat in itself. All three uh, winners from the three, uh, the same litter on the, uh, on the, um, on the program. But Nine pups from the litter and all have won races. So uh, that litter's flying and, and good to see Greg uh, get a winning treble at Wagga on Friday. Always been a very good man with a dog. Always been a very good breeder. Used to send and still did send a lot of dogs up to Kenny Staines up here mm -hmm. in the uh, Grafton region. But those Izmir dogs, um, again, there's, you get those little waves of them when, when the litters are born and that. And a lot of them have got a stack of talent. Hey, Battle, I'll tell you what's up for me. Totally unrelated to Greyhound Racing. Uh, it's Cleo Smith and the Western Australian Police Force. Um, a remarkable story, mate. I'm, I, you know, look, I've got four grandkids. I've got, a, you know, three of them are girls. Uh, one of them's the same age as Cleo Smith. Um, you would have to be very, very hard not to shed a, a tear uh, yeah. when the news came through on Wednesday that they'd found a two weeks missing... God knows what may have happened to that poor little kid during that time. Hopefully nothing. Um, but again, you, you know, sometimes in life, mate, you, you get this little kick up the ass, I guess, um, mm. where you think everything's so important and you hear a story like yeah. this and it, it really does bring you back to reality. I know you've got two young boys mm. mate, and you know what it's like as a father. Yeah. And you don't, I don't think you have to be a, a parent to sort of, to feel this but yeah I, i'm like you i was actually i was uh, on the road yesterday heading up to uh newcastle when the news uh, the news broke on the on the radio it was early 
early in the morning over here. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. The, the the radio I was listening to, the station I was listening to, the uh, the uh, talkback host, he broke down uh, when he was delivering the news. And I think there might've been a little tear too from me for sure. And as you said, I think you're a pretty tough person if you didn't shed a tear. It was uh, amazing news. Uh, I don't think, you know, when it, when it, when it went along for, for this long, I don't think anyone was, you know, expecting the news to come through like that. And, you know, we, as I actually said on, 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 the, on the station, it was great to actually deliver good news because yeah. a lot of the time, you know, things like this, it's not good news in the end. So it was fantastic to hear. And uh, that photo, which is doing around yeah. in the media at the moment, sitting in the, in the bed with the ice block, isn't that a ripping, uh, yeah. ripping photo? So, yeah, it is. I, I totally agree, Duke. It's sometimes, you know, <clears throat> we whinge and complain about different things in our lives. And yep. really, it's just rubbish compared to what other people are going through at times. Uh, it's trivial. But, um, yeah, this is, this is uh, you know, probably the, you know, it's been a crappy old year, to be quite frank. Uh, this is probably the feel-good story of the year, I think. Yeah, and and so often you look. I grew up um, with the Beaumont Child Mysteries in in yeah. Adelaide. They never found them. Uh, guy I went to school with at, at Asquith Boys High, uh, Neil Foxy. He, he went missing. You, you know, yeah. unfortunately, you you don't get that good result with so many of these. Yeah. But this was bloody amazing. Well yeah. done to the uh, Western Australian Police, and and let's yeah. hope that she lives a, a, a full and rich life. Cleo Smith, she is trending everywhere around the world, and she deserves to. All right, what is not hot for you? Yeah, my little gripe this week, uh, Melbourne Cup Day, obviously on Tuesday. I just can't work out why the Melbourne Cup is run at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday on a school day. Uh, I'm do you want it moved? What, what do you want to move from a Tuesday? Or? No, no, keep it on a Tuesday, keep it on a yeah. Tuesday, but move it from 3 p.m., put it back. I, as uh, and this is, I'm talking just not thoroughbred racing, racing, uh, as a whole. I, I, when I was a kid, I got into racing when I was five or six, but I was all three codes, I followed all three codes. I was crazy, I don't follow harness really these days, but I do follow the thoroughbreds closely as well as obviously Greyhound racing. But I got into it as a kid, as a, just a racing enthusiast. I don't get it when the race is run at 3 p.m. That's when school breaks up, school's out. So run it at 4 p.m. When the kids are at home, they're sitting on the lounge and, you know, they might they might not have any interest in, in racing, but they might, you know, might just sort of spike a little interest and, and get them when they're young. I just don't get it. There's probably, I know they've tinkered with the, the time uh, over the years. I think at one stage it was 3.05, might have been 2.45. 2.40 p.m. All 240. the time. So I just don't get it, Duke. Um, well, like, they, they it might have, have a lot to do with the overseas markets, maybe. So, you know, obviously, you know, different overseas markets, it's hitting, you know, it's going, you know, probably early in the morning at a, at a lot of places around the world. But just don't we have to try and get these young kids when they're young, you know, involved in the industry? And it's our biggest race. Why not, why not put it back it. to 4.30 or 5 o'clock like well, they do with the Cox Plate? I mean, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock Melbourne is 2 p.m. Queensland. Yeah. Even if you put it back to four o'clock, kids are at home by then, um, you know, you, so they can get into, get into the, 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 the feel of the day, you know, it's, it's like if you turn up at school and what, I know everyone can watch it on their devices now. So if you're sitting in the car waiting to pick the kids up, you can watch it on your phone. Yeah, you beauty, you should be at home, you know, if you're home with the kids, you know, get them involved. I don't, I don't know, I just don't get it, Duke. It just 
doesn't there's probably a, a real logical reason probably it, but, i don't know what but, it is but, but yeah to me i think first and foremost we've got to try and grow the industry the racing industry as a whole and and get these kids when they're young 3 p.m our biggest race look at the grand finals in this day and age you know all the grand they want to have them night i'm not suggesting night racing but they want to have them as late as they possibly can to to, to um get a bigger audience you know so yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, just, my I, I just love to back the winner again. I can't remember uh, the last time I backed the winner of Melbourne Cup. But anyway, hey, listen, the rumour file last week, we posed the question regarding earplugs. We've made representation to G-Week. We'll have news on that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, what about a dog to follow, Battler? Where are you, where are you heading with this? Yeah, I'm heading to Bathurst. Uh, oh. This week, Monday afternoon. You are going right? all around the state. I know. Day, I know. I'm venturing out of, you know, the the the, the norm this week, Duke. Um, uh, Mr. Determined won his maiden on maiden on on Monday at Bathurst. Now, look, only over the 300 meters, 307 meters, ran 1763. Didn't begin all that well, but then whoosh, he showed a great turn of speed when he balanced up. Ran to the top and he put Riles away with ease. He's only about four lengths outside the track record in a long, long standing track record. I dare say if he began just a, a bit better, he would have gone a, a pretty close to that record. Um, so, look, I think he's a greyhound. You know, with the, look, it's only over 300 metres, but just looking the way he found the line, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll step up to the 400 and eventually over the 500. By my redeemer at a bye bye mystery. So, he, he is bred to get the 500 metres. Uh, trained by Lisa Robinson. So I think he's a greyhound to, to watch uh, over the next few months. Mr. Determined, as I said, he broke his maiden on debut in that quick time. All right. I, my dog to follow, uh, she's a pearl last week. I don't know if you noticed, Battle last night, one at Wentworth Park at $4.20. Oh. <laughs> you got to crow while you can, mate, seriously, because oh. mine are so well spaced. Oh, right? I, I tell you what, I am very confident about this greyhound, but Kitty Keen. One or two to the Future Stars, uh, running 22.40, ran second in the Future Stars final behind Ties That Bind, going 22.38. Came out on Monday night at Maitland and ran 22.32. It's by Fernando Bale out of a bitch called Lizzie Keane, mm. uh, who ran a track record at Gunnedah. Uh, Lizzie Keane was assisted to the likes of uh, Finale, another grey, Willoughby, mm. um, half-sister to El Magnifico, and the group one, distance winner true detective i've got no doubt this dog will run that 500 it's got blistering early speed mm. early speed absolutely airborne and you know just yeah. after box rise alan cyphers prepares it uh the little brother tiny keen also won at maitland on monday i know maitland's one of your home tracks mm. this dog has really really sort of I, i've followed it from the heats through to last yeah. week and I reckon it's a dog with enormous promise, mate. Yeah, I concur, Duke. Uh, I noticed it through the heats, and we mentioned it actually briefly last week on the show. Uh, really talented. I know the mum really well, Lizzie Keane. She she uh, she went around at Maitland in the early days, ran very quick times. She's a good beginner. She had high speed, so there's no doubt. I'm, um, I'm not shocked that she's actually thrown you know, so a, a greyhound with ability. Um, I think she had a few little injury worries as as her as uh, career went on. But, yeah, it does look like one to follow. Do you know, I think that Future Stars this year, it's going to throw up a... a, 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 a actually, I think my uh, dog to follow out of the Future Stars a couple of weeks ago, one at Maitland too. Uh, what was that one? Yeah, uh, what Blue Zephyr. Uh, right. You know what price? Do you know what price? $1.08. 
No, dollar eighteen. Dollar eighteen. I said it was a dog to follow, not to be on next star. But yeah, I, I really think uh, that future stars this year is going to throw a, a heck of a lot of talented greyhounds. Who knows if there is another good odds rider or zipping curios to come out of that. All right. Um, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us here at Behind the Boxes, our email address is btb at drnsw.com.au. I've got to say, really disappointed with the GBOTA Phoenix series. Uh, don't want to bag them too much, but I'll just say this. Five or six at, at Bulleye, uh, six today at Gunnedah nominations. Uh, Lismore, two dogs nominated. Cashview and Baroque Night, so that was cancelled. Um, maybe a bit of consultation might have seen this series for them run differently. Um, again, I, you can only take it on face value. Um, we're talking about a race worth $750,000, a slot that they've paid $75,000 for. Uh, I, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. I, I just think there, there was probably a better way to go about it. As we know, Greyhound Racing New South Wales, we're leaving it up to the public. We've got five dogs already selected. We've got another five that we're going to uh, select as a panel. Um, and then that will go to the Daily Telegraph. The public will vote. Some One person will get a dog running for them for $50,000. That's my opinion. Do you concur? You don't have to. You can stay out, sit on the fence. You are an employee of Greyhound Racing New South Wales. I'm just a contractor, but I've got to say, very disappointed. Oh, I'm sure the club's probably disappointed too with the numbers for the uh, series, uh, Duke. There's been, you know, uh, some talented Greyhounds obviously contesting the series, but yeah, the numbers haven't really uh, stood up, particularly with that Lismore uh, heat or heats, uh, which were, yeah, they only got the couple of the runners, Cashview and the others. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure when we get to Wentworth Park, though, the, the semis will be uh, chock full of quality and ultimately the final. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, the... You know, you know, getting to Whitworth Park for that series. And then obviously the uh, the Greyhound Racing New South Wales uh, eventual slot holder. What Greyhound will that be? As you mentioned, we've got five Greyhounds already in there. Another five's got to be selected by a panel. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure those 10 Greyhounds, Duke, they'll be chock, uh, chock full of quality. And whichever Greyhound out of that 10 who does uh, represent Grey, uh, Greyhound Racing New South Wales and ultimately New South Wales, uh, they're going to be a very, very uh, uh, worthy contender, that's for sure. Yep, those two dogs that were nominated for Lismore, Cashview, who won the Lismore Cup the week prior, uh, he goes around uh, in a heat of the, of the Ipswich Cup. Uh, and Baroque Knight uh, for Stevie Keith. Now, he, I spoke to Keefe this morning. He's going to go to the heats at Wentworth Park on Saturday week. Trial 25-2 at uh, Grafton on trial morning the other day, which is airborne. So uh, Cashview, if he doesn't get through to the final of the Ipswich Cup, uh, Cookie said he will probably go to Wentworth Park. That's about all we've got. Big show. Peter Lagosiani, how good. Training for the Sheiks and the Princes, $2 million chasers. Hey, Batley, you have a good weekend. Hopefully we can find plenty of winners, mate. Yeah, Duke, we'll be, we'll be doing our best. We've got to try. It's only been a, a steady old week through the Flemington Carnival. Well, let's finish it strongly on the weekend. Eh? All right, I'll catch you next week, buddy. Thanks, Duke. Timmy the Battler, New Bowl here on Behind the Boxes. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. I'm Mark Duclos. Until next week, good luck, good punning. Catch you then. 